Welcome to episode 40 of Tell Me Where to Turn. 4-0. Glenn came bearing gifts tonight. It was a good day. The Lord brought us jack-in-the-box tacos. <laughs> we, we were sitting here watching John Cena propose to some girl with gigantic breasts. <laughs> and in walks Glenn with a bag of jack-in-the-box tacos. <laughs> a very large bag. As and, well. Uh, Point Break Dave said... Could things get any more white trash than they currently are right now? Probably not. We're in full distracted mode. So, yeah, I had these jack-in-the-box tacos. I also had Whataburger for lunch today, so I am like two-thirds of the way to an ultimate trifecta. Things are going good in the colon department, I'm guessing. Yeah, well, right now, I'll be... I'll be Jake Diekman by <laughs> 9 a.m. tomorrow. You'll be you'll be throwing on the gutted out t-shirt by this time tomorrow. It'll be all worth it. I kind of feel like you're almost scoreboarding Jake Diekman. <laughs> all right, he makes how much does he make a year? A million? Eh, I don't know. What, I don't know what mediocre mid relief is going for these days. He's rich enough. You can just take all the shots you want. Speaking of uh, medio- mediocre mid relief, a uh, little bit of update for you guys. Tomorrow, pull back the curtain, is opening day. That it is. So, let's go around the horn here. Glenn, where will you be watching opening day? As in Rangers-Indians? As in Rangers-Indians, 6 o'clock, Kluber versus Darvish. From the secret TV room in my palatial mansion. (laughs) Point break, Dave, where will you be watching Rangers opening day? Honestly, I probably won't even watch it because it's baseball. Well, I didn't hear either one of you say that you were going to be watching it from a suite in Globe Life Park. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Sometimes uh, being the high-powered executive that I am uh, pays off. It's about as impressive what's sitting on that motorcycle (laughs) out there. I don't know how we're going to get through this this episode. So right now, Triple H is riding. Would you describe that as a trike? I think so. By the way, what's riding in that motorcycle is Triple H and the daughter of the current Secretary of Small Business. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Well, she's doing very well. You think idiocracy idiocracy has arrived? But yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in a suite and uh, was informed that yes, in fact, the beer and the food will also be taken care of. Wow. The only thing that's not taken care of is parking. So if I can figure that out, I'm going to have well, myself a uh, enjoyable night of Rangers baseball. Maybe you can get yourself another uh, free parking pass just randomly. Well, I'll tell you what. Or you could go just like buy a Lexus so you can get free uh, valet. I've heard worse ideas. <laughs> I've heard worse ideas. I say just park next to that Sheridan Hotel. It's the best place to go. Well, it might be. It might be. And then when it's crowded going out of there, you don't want to wait in traffic, you just hit up that hotel bar for about an hour. At the Sheridan? Yeah. It may take longer than an hour. I don't know. Well, however long it takes, it's never too long. So, should we, should we introduce, like, us? Like, we introduce the show. I thought, we were gonna, I thought this was going to be the throwback to episode <laughs> one where we just start going. Nobody really identifies who's who. We just roll through it. Well, that... We only did that because there was a possibility that was going to be episode only. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm Tommy 2.0. You can find me on Twitter at Tommy2 underscore zero. Um, point Break Dave, Point Break underscore Dave. Point Break underscore distracted as Triple H has climbed the turnbuckle. <laughs> and you can find me at Glenn3 underscore 11, and you can find the show Twitter at Where to Turn Pod. That's right, and I hope everyone enjoyed the best of episode last week. I got a real kick out of listening to it. It was very good. Got some some good good feedback via Twitter, which makes it all worth it. The only feedback I saw was some guy that said, I can't believe I listened to the first 38. (laughs) It's a fair point. Honesty is also good feedback. I think I've decided I made a life decision, boys. I'm attending every WrestleMania live from now on. 
Because being there live last year was awesome, and it's cool to watch, but I, I think I need to be there live from now on. So didn't we just discuss that next year it's emanating live from New Orleans? And I will be there. Wow. Even, even you, you didn't get lost at the part where I said it's in New Orleans? <laughs> I'll fight through it. Would you go by yourself? No, I'd find somebody to go with oh, me. Okay. Well, don't look to this side of the room. Look to episode 40 for me to decline this invitation. <laughs> I was interested in going last year. I would be interested in going, but I really like this idea of having it outdoors somewhere. Yeah, it's like, a cool. It seems like a cool a cool scene. They yeah, this, this looks flyover. pretty cool. I'll even admit that this looks pretty cool. Yeah. New Orleans is a trash can. So You're not You're, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, your thoughts on New Orleans and the Superdome have been well established. Yeah. Hey, listen, I want you guys to listen to this. So this was... Um, Do you think for WrestleMania, though, because they always set records, will that be the most crowded the Superdome's ever been? <laughs> His face was turning red. And he's just trying to hold it in. You know, the city's not really a trash can. It's more like a trash can that you then fill up with water. And then just kind of put some trash right. on the See, top. Now See, now I'm going to have to go back and edit this. This is terrible. All right, no, I want you guys to listen to this. Saints. Listen to this. I'm at work last week, and the uh, the woman who I'm currently involved with sends me this. Tell me, tell me how you would respond to this text message series if you're uh, if you're at your place of employment, and they just come in in, in quick succession. succession. <laughs> Omg! Whoa! <laughs> 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 I just took two Benadryl. I meant to take Advil. I just absentmindedly grabbed the Benadryl. Should I try to throw them up <laughs> or just deal with it? Did she drink them out of a copper cup? <laughs> now, I mean, the only other, I guess the only other bullet point here is that she is in, in charge of a small child at this point and, yeah. and has a past history of Benadryl affecting her negatively to the point of... Um, Somewhere between like a roofie and a sleeping pill. Um, so how do you respond to, should I just try to throw them up? Uh, she didn't notice they were Benadryl when she was chopping them up on the mirror. <laughs> when she was using the credit card on the glass. <laughs> no, apparently not. Huh. Um, well, I think at that point, either you make the venture home if needed or... Call somebody. If if you're not available, I don't think throwing them up is is a good idea. And yeah, I, I, I don't know occur. medically, depending on how long it's been since she had consumed them, if that would even work. Yeah, I don't know either. My my response was well, first was that's hilarious, which I didn't, didn't get a much of a response for. And then I said, don't throw them up, just try to deal with it. And then she wrote back and said, well, I guess I'll just try to suffer in a fog. But when I got home, everyone was still alive at the house, so I guess it worked out. Has she, oh, go ahead. Dave. Has she ever? In- intentionally thrown anything up <laughs> not that i'm aware of. i'm just saying that's a bold move like that's normal people don't just the do that every finger day. down the throat yeah i can't do that i, I couldn't do oh that. no i wouldn't even know how to i wouldn't even know how to do it if i wanted to yeah I, i'm out on that you I'll, should have told her just drink a bunch of alcohol <laughs> you'll throw it up you know what I was going to say? You should yeah. get an eight-ounce shot of Patron or whatever you guys oh, did. And that always works. Should have sent her just the Google image of some N.O. explode. <laughs> say, just take some of this. You'll never sleep again. <laughs> Benadryl proof. Benadryl proof, huh? So everything turned out okay? As far as Everybody's I know. still alive. As far as I know. Okay. Right. So, uh... Can I steer us to lesbians? Could I do that? Sure. Can you not take a bite of french fries right before you start talking? I've been doing it the whole time, so I'm trying not to break a streak. I've, I don't even know how we're doing a show. Dave, Dave is openly disregarding the show watching WrestleMania. Glenn's I, openly disregarding the show eating french fries. I wish you guys weren't even here right now so I could concentrate on, on this match. I'm the only one here that brought a run sheet. It's even trying to make this work. But yes, please, let's talk about lesbians. So, it was noted several episodes ago that um, a female that I dated for a period of time uh, is currently impossibly married to another woman. 
currently. Scissor. So that's a weird word just to randomly throw in. <laughs> um, and they they've been married like five six years, and they ha- they have a child, they have a daughter. Dave, how did that happen? <laughs> I was just about to ask you the same thing. That some I type guess- of auction. <laughs> Dave knows all about that. So, I mean, was it is this like similar, you know, if you're in the woods and you just rub two sticks together <laughs> to you spark a fire? It was something similar to that. I just assumed that the stork got lost at what house it was supposed to go to. It's possible. So, um, so they have one one child and I still have some contact via like social media with this is, uh female. Is there any chance you were involved in the creation of this child? Zero percent. You didn't need money in college and donate one time? No. The, no. <laughs> what is what's going on up there? <laughs> what is Triple H doing to him? I think he was trying to deliver the pedigree. But. Yeah, okay. So, where were we? Oh, yeah. Lesbians. Um, no, this this kid is only like four years old, so the timeline doesn't. Add they up keep that at all stuff there. in freezers. I don't know if you're aware of this or well, not. Yeah, that's true. But I have I've, you ever seen the shield? <laughs> <laughs> I've never donated in that in that fashion. Um. So anyway, still still have some social media connections. With Sliding this, into uh, the DMs, individual. No. <laughs> and on the Facebook, she recently posted that uh, she and her wife were expecting again. Did you ask how that works? No. Did you just like tweet the scissors emoji? Not only are they expecting, they are expecting triplets. Whoa. Whoa. And they have one girl already. They're having three more. Wow. And like, you know, later this summer. Can you imagine what that household is going to be like, like 12 years from now when there's all those cycles just running. Oh, so it's already been confirmed that they're throttle. females? They are all female. Wow. Welcome to three minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a complete and total disaster. But also triplets. I guess that's the danger of whatever. Of heavy scissoring? <laughs> <laughs> of when they line you up next to that turkey baster and you fire up into the air like a fire hydrant and a looney tunes co- yeah you do you do uh, run the risk you do run the risk of, you uh, get way more than you bargain as they for. say wow so there's that story i'll be sure to keep everyone updated how the the triplets are so progressing rewind time back to your glory days in high school when when you guys were still together would you have ever thought that in 2017 that you'd be hosting episode 40 of a podcast and she'd be having lesbian triplets it was two or three down my list but no it was not the top option as far as what i could uh, see in my future see point break dave's not gonna let that last taco just sit no. there lonely by itself seven minutes ago i was offered that taco but well, all I, this all no, this talk no about lesbians suddenly dave got really interested in that taco <laughs> Look at him just pulling it apart. And <laughs> Man. No, I can't eat it. <laughs> yeah. It's delicious. We get play by play on the taco, no longer on WrestleMania. Oh, that's funny. So that's all I have on that. Would you guys like a uh, country club update? Oh, of course. Sure. I'm still not a member of the country oh, club. Okay. Oh, no. That's but at the extent of the update? No, I, I got invited out to a country club event. To help further my recruiting efforts. How many free wings were there this time? (laughs) I got to play nine holes of golf in the dark. Pitch dark. Now, have you ever done anything like this before? My guess is that's the only thing that's dark at this country club. (laughs) Is the night. But no, I've never done this before. I did not see... uh, I'm the kind of guy that likes to uh, let the evidence speak for itself, and I did not see any evidence to refute that last statement. (laughs) But I will keep my options open. But no, uh, it was was actually way cooler than it probably sounds. They they gave you these these, um, golf balls that played just like a regular golf ball but i don't know through some kind of space technology uh when you would hit the ball it would illuminate for about five minutes 
and they had a little light shining up from inside the hole. Okay. So it's kind of like a reverse gynecologist. <laughs> the light was coming out. Uh, and then they had the flags, you know, wrapped in neon lights. And that was it, you know. And then they, they had every player, you know, wear, um, wear some, like, glow sticks, you know, stuck, stuck in their pants pockets so you could see them walking out there. There's a lot of EDM music playing. Yeah. Uh, Cascade was a big player. Uh, yeah, and then they, you know, they would wrap a few glow sticks around your golf cart, you know, so you could, you, so basically you would stand up on the tee box, you'd wait till you see the little glow sticks walking away, and then you'd tee the ball up in the pitch dark and let her rip. They have lights on the golf carts? No, no, and that was actually the scariest part. Uh, the guy that I was playing with and myself aren't exactly known for hitting things straight. Yeah. So we uh, we had uh, uh, grabbed a couple of flashlights and had makeshift headlights of our own. But what's crazy is we hit some of the worst drives I've ever seen. We were able to find our ball no problem because of the glow technology. In fact, he hit one in a small body of water. And we could see the uh, the ball just sitting there in the bottom of the lake glowing. Wow. Fished it out and... Uh, Right back on about our business. Why would you do that when you're looking for the ball? <laughs> so, you know, I think my problem would be the you got five minutes before this this thing stops glowing. Well, then you just got to hit it again. Well, no, I'm saying I'm talking about just finding it. Like I got a five minute time oh, limit. Man, well, you got a golf what, cart in five minutes? I can find anything. What if you hit first out of a group of four, and you know you got Sergio taking seventeen <laughs> practice swings and. Flipping his hips back yeah. and forth. Let me for, tell you something. These we were playing with a couple of professionals. They weren't letting us hit first. Okay. They were hitting first and then encouraging us to just let us play theirs. It was a four-way scramble, and they were like, "Hey, let's just play my tee shot. You guys don't really need to tee off, do you?" So they were really good. Yeah, one of the yeah. guys was really good. I, I've never, I've never played with anybody that was really good, uh, but this guy was really good. Yeah, it's a humbling, it's a humbling experience. Yeah, it was humbling, but also oddly inspiring because you know I thought. You know, this guy's 60 pounds overweight, he's out of breath, just walking into the tee box, yet he can drive it 30 yards farther than me and just hunt for the pin like uh, like there's nothing. Uh, but yeah, I did that, and then um, have been in email negotiations ever since. Uh, I've got several price breaks already negotiated. I've got free golf cart usage for a year now negotiated, but I have not signed on the dotted line yet. So okay. stay tuned for episode 41 for more Country Club Talk updates. Do you think you have final resolution to all this by then? Whether it's a yes or no? Um, perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, there's another another stakeholder involved that I'm trying to get, uh, get on board that might help drive the price down for both of us. Another guy that you both know. Plays a little first base on the softball team. Um. Now, if we could, if we could go up there with the triple threat, we could whip the gloom out on them. Three fingers of country club, boy. Then we could really be talking about something. Are you also somehow inventing time that you'll be able to go up there and play? No, very that's often? another. That's another concern to that's, be sure. That's that would be concern number one on on my list. Well, it's concern number one on my list, but. It's also something that I think can be worked out. Man, unless this is this glow in the dark golf only available like once in a while, or I do it a couple times a year. Oh, a year. Yeah. Okay. But if I'm a member next time, you, I, I will say right here on episode forty. If I'm a member by the next time they do it, you will be my guest. I was gonna say because they do that frequently, that changes everything. I've got an opportunity to play at like <laughs> nine o'clock at night. I just kind of wonder now that I have the glow balls if I could go out there and just fire off around in the middle of the night if they would care or not but we'll see hmm. I don't know. Dave how's Wrestlemania going I'm worried I'm worried about the game here man did anybody think Triple H was going to win this match uh Bovada sure didn't he was a pretty big underdog so am I to understand that you have real money riding on the outcome of Wrestlemania I do I, I let's just put it this way when the the uh Ref's hand hit the mat for the third time when Chris Jericho's shoulders were down. A little tear and a lot of money left, Dave. Isn't that like wagering like on the ending of a movie, more or less? <laughs> hey, you can bet on it. But I was telling uh I was telling Tommy before you got here, Glenn, um, they had a they had a 
triple threat tag team match. Okay. And you obviously could bet on all three of the teams. And uh, last minute, like unknown to anyone, they added a fourth team to the match. And that fourth team ended up winning. So it was a team that you couldn't even have bet on. And I didn't bet on the match at all, but I was really wishing I had solely for the fact that I could follow up arguing with them about Luke Bryan's jeans with arguing with them about a tag team match at WrestleMania. You think that they would put you in a special file yeah. about, like, the dork file? <laughs> so this guy only bets on jeans, colors, and, and scripted sports entertainment. Oh, wow. He jumped right on Triple H's bottom. No, he got to a two count and he knocked him off of there. What a surprise! <laughs> so, we've talked a little about a little bit about wrestling before. I mean, you guys watched this like going back as far as you can remember, right? Yeah, I I I went through. I'm still technically in a wrestling dark period, but growing up, uh, yeah, absolutely. I was a big fan. Really, all the way until I went to college is when I finally kind of drifted away from it. I think just because I didn't have access to the cable channels in college that wrestling was on. I think that's the only reason I probably really got away from watching it and then never really came back. So Was that... was that because of money, or was that because of the school? Like, I think it was how the dorm was set up. I think they had a really strange yeah. assortment of cable, and and um, whatever it was at the time, I guess maybe USA or Spike or whatever it was, that, that wasn't available to the uh, to the dorm. So that was kind of when my, my wrestling watching tapered off. But I've, I'm now a subscriber to the WWE Network. Uh, I pay my $9.99 a month. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, but I've actually been going back and watching more Reliving My Childhood than I have been trying to catch up on the uh, 15 years of wrestling that I missed. Yeah, I think if I followed it every week, it's basically a soap opera on steroids. I mean, if you keep up with all the storylines and all that, I can see I can see the appeal of it. I was into it as a kid, and then I think in college a little bit, there was some of us that were, would watch, like, was is it Monday Night Raw? Is yeah. that what it is? yeah. And it was like for a year, we watched it almost every week. And it was mainly just for comedic purposes more than anything else. And then I got away with it. And that's that's been like 17, 18 years ago. And yeah. I know basically nothing since then. Well, I can say, especially going back watching it now, the just the quality of the actual wrestling today is just... It's not even really comparable to what they were throwing out there in the late 80s, early 90s, as far as the athleticism and the believability and just, you know, whatever whatever about it you want to take. But, I mean, you're watching this tonight and you're going like, you know, these guys are insane. How are they not killing themselves? When you watched it in the 80s and 90s, it didn't even look like they should be breaking a sweat. Right. Many of them were. But I think the the thing that's going to be hard for me because uh, I'm going back watching watching this old wrestling with my six year old is having to explain to him how pretty much every single one of those guys is dead now, and <laughs> I I just don't even I don't even know where to start with that conversation. Many, like, I mean, heart attack is a big player, but at dead at their own hand is also yeah, a very yeah. big player. No, I I think that. Um, I, whatever kind of steroids that they did back then, and I mean, maybe it was the same steroids and how they dosed them back then, they had no idea what they were doing. No. Because I think today they figured out how to use steroids and not and not just destroy your, you know, arterial muscles of the heart. But back then, I mean, whatever they did, like you pretty much, when you got to age 40, were within three or four years of, yeah. of being done. I'm pretty sure back then it was the, well, if, you know, one dose is good... 16 has to be better and that's basically what they were doing but yeah between the the depression suicides and the heart attacks and then and then just the other just you know kind of chris benoit type situations cte man yeah yeah Yeah. so how how much steroids makes you zip yourself up in a sleeping bag and throw yourself in the lake (laughs) Is that a lot? It always comes back to the Von Erics with you. It's the extent of my knowledge. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I, the, I don't know, 89 or 90, whatever, Kerry Von Erich made a little run through the WWF, and he was oh, yeah. he was big, like physically bigger than I remember. Yeah. Like he, 
there's no question he had sleeping bag amount of steroids in his system when he was when he was peaking in the WWF. And he took his own life. He did. Every one of the Von Erichs did, didn't they? I think there's one. Uh, Kevin's still alive. Yeah. He was the one that was always barefooted. Is that a yeah. word? Yeah. Um, one of the he, young. He's still alive. Basically, he couldn't find an original way. <laughs> yeah. Well, Carrie, didn't he do the iron claw to his chest to pull his own heart out like the Temple of Doom? Is there any chance that we could have a Kevin Von Erich run out tonight during the main event at WrestleMania? <laughs> Would would there be a betting line on that, or would you be sending an email in the morning, <laughs> wondering why there wasn't? As long as that ramp is, his feet would be so calloused by the time he ran out there. <laughs> no, and there's like little LEDs in the in the ramp that probably burn his feet. Yeah. Just coming out, just getting kind of hot oh, by the end of the night. Speaking of, great segue to I, I'm just slightly gimpy today. Slightly, yeah. I uh, we went over to the house of. The parents of a, a classmate of my son. They invited us over for dinner last night. Oh, interesting. And the uh, so making making friends in the neighborhood. Are yeah, we? Yeah, we're having to talk to people. It's terrible. So anyway, the uh, father of this family is uh, he's grilling out, smoking some ribs, and he had his smoker like out. <laughs> is that a sledgehammer? Yes, that is a sledgehammer. <laughs> He had it out like on his patio where it wasn't covered, and there was there was rain in the forecast. So he had he had moved it at some point, Uh-oh. and I guess he had moved it after. I mean, it carbon had been monoxide. Going and, no, no carbon monoxide, but some sort of hot coal <laughs> and or hot other substance that had had fallen out of there onto like just a regular patio right after he moved it. So I come in the house, you take your shoes off, you know, you come in the house. He's like, well, let me show you around. So we walk out in the back patio. As I'm strolling out the back patio he's to look at the guy's pool and everything, I step on this piece of searing hot whatever it was. You stepped on a hot coal? It, it burns through my sock. I have pieces of my sock in my foot I had to pull out last night. But I didn't want to make a scene or whatever or make the guy feel bad, so I just kind of grinned and bared it for a little for a few seconds casually ducked the foot in the pool no i kind of lifted lift my foot up and pulled the thing off my foot so it was stuck on your foot yeah and then it was burning my finger while i was getting (laughs) off my foot you threw it at him right (laughs) right in his face no i just kind of tossed it this is unbelievable and i have like this big blister on the bottom of my foot but fortunately it was like the back of my foot you know where it's all calloused and stuff Mm -hmm. if it would have been like the arch of my foot, I would have been screaming like a little kid, probably. Oh my gosh, this is I've I've never heard of anything like this. Stepped on a hot coal, and it, it was very it had to and be you very never small. and he never knew it happened. No, he never knew it happened. We just got there, and I didn't want him to feel bad. I didn't want it to be like he's got to apologize continuously the rest of the time we're there because I would be annoyed by that. And I didn't want it to be remembered like, hey, remember that time we f- you ca- we came over and you stepped on the hot coal and burned your foot? Well, thank God it wasn't one of the kids, though. I mean, my That's goodness. True. They weren't out there, though. So That just seems like irresponsible homeownership to me. Yeah. Remember the last time I was at your house, I stepped on dog poop? How hot was it? <laughs> <laughs> I do I do remember that. We probably should clean that up. Did I, uh, did I just kind of act like it didn't happen not ruin the evening for everybody <laughs> no no but we enjoyed it because we got to take lots of shots at you for being covered in dog feces yeah that's that's great well dave has wrestlemania going <laughs> seth rollins has a sledgehammer it's not good they, they've been going at it since we started i'm tired just sitting here and they've been going at it as uh this as is not the, this is not the main event, right? No. Okay. What's the main event? Bruiser Brody against the Ultimate Warrior? <laughs> the main event is gonna be uh Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. Oh, there's the daughter of the Secretary of Small Business <laughs> coming in handy. Oh, that should be it. That's Uh-oh. a pedigree. Nah, he's gonna kick out. Oh so close. Wow. Well, everybody that's watched, listened to this a week later, we're sorry. Yeah. Can I take us over to uh, current events? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Current events of two weeks ago. Uh, or maybe uh, a week ago. Do you remember when... I guess it was probably about a week ago, but there was a story about United Airlines kicking a couple of girls off the airplane. 
I do recall. That. I do as well. So I guess they were they were wearing leggings. I don't even know if I know what leggings are. It's mean, not uh, like yoga pants. Similar, essentially. Yeah. But I think they were like younger girls. I don't know that they were. Let's refer to them as leggings. Didn't that what I just said? He did say leggings. You did? No. Tommy did. Let's go back to the beginning of the episode and start over. <laughs> <laughs> this is I like. I think I had tights in my head. Is what you said, and but that's because you're watching wrestling. It's true about tights. Yeah. <laughs> so could Triple H get on a United flight just in the speedo? <laughs> yes, absolutely. No, so not in first class. He could not. <laughs> no, so they kicked. They kicked. They, I don't even know that they kicked these girls. I think they told them they had to change. And then there was some lady there that saw it and tweeted about it. Uh, and then the rage machine. Right. Had to start. And then I think whoever was running United's Twitter account kind of jumped the gun. And instead of like getting all the details, they just quoted some kind of generic policy of like hey we can we can do whatever we want on our airplane oh that was pretty awesome what we just saw that was right there. somersault off the t- turnbuckle so is this going to be called episode 40 highly distracted yes <laughs> um so yeah it, people started freaking out right and they and united kind of they didn't handle it real well in social media because they they just said like well you know basically they they basically quoted a policy that said we could refuse service to anybody for any reason which wasn't the right answer well the the whole thing kind of blew up they ended up looking bad and it it's just the social media age we live in but it did remind me of a story from my childhood because i was also uh, denied access to boarding a flight due to my attire uh, as a young man. Triple H Speedo? Was it a John Force cutoff tee? <laughs> no, it was actually the very controversial on this show, Blue Jeans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> you weren't able to make the argument of, no, these aren't jeans. <laughs> and uh, they... Um, we, the, this was before, I think, before the time of email. So Point Break Dave was not able to send an email the next day to argue with the customer service about whether they were or were not jeans. If you kick out from two pedigrees in the same match, right? No, he can't. Okay, that even even uh, Triple H won't go for that, right? Oh, hey, they're almost. If you beat somebody, right there. if you beat somebody using their own finisher, um, you're such a rookie. Seth Rollins' finisher is also the pedigree. So, was this a first-class flight? No. So, what this was, and what's funny is when I read this story, I thought to myself... Oh, hey. Almost. He almost hit a woman. I thought to myself what that what happened... <laughs> We've got woman through table. Oh, yeah. no. If she's a robot, though, it's okay. That's what the best of episode told me. <laughs> and now, uh, we got some bad acting... He's about Uh-oh. to get is rolled this... up. Oh no! This is it. Yeah, oh, stay hard, that's Triple H. That's gonna be to it. That. And he's done. That's trash, man. So what I th- what I thought happened in this airplane story was exactly what happened to me, and it turns out I was right. But the jump the gun culture we live in, they had totally missed it. Well, what what I was doing and what these girls were doing was was flying on a non revenue non rev pass, which means. Uh, in, our, in my case, had a family member that worked for the airlines and gave me free tickets. But when you're flying on a free ticket, you have to adhere to a dress code. And those are specifically that's posted. A, that's very specific. And essentially, for lack of a better term, business casual. But even for kids of my age, and I believe I was probably like a young teenager at this time. It was absolutely no jeans. You had to have slacks, tucked in shirt, collar, you know, it was no, no gym, no gym wear, no leggings, you know, whatever those girls were doing. And they haven't updated the policy here in, you know, 25 years or however long it's been since I was flying. And that's, that's what these girls got busted by too. I feel like the first time I ever flew was probably when I was about 10 and I know we had to dress up. Now, I don't know if that was the rule. That might have been a Mama Glenn thing. It, it might have been. said, hey, look, we don't want everybody to know we're from Wise County here, right. so act like you've been out of the house before. Yeah. People used to dress nicer on planes, though. Yeah, I think it was kind of a standard yeah. standard op. But my, my story doesn't end there, because now you get to find out what a uh, what thir- what a dick 13-year-old Tommy was that almost got me in real big trouble. There was nothing on there that said, no pants is okay. <laughs> so, so I had gotten a ticket... 
and it said first class because if you're a non-revenue passenger, they give you whatever's open and it just so happened that a seat in first class was open. What I think would have happened is if I'd have been in coach, I think they probably would have just let me get on the plane in my jeans and collared shirt. But because I'm in first class, they're going to adhere to the full to the full uh, dress code. So the guy tells me, "You got Do you have anything else you can wear?" Well, it turns out I did actually have uh, a carry-on bag that had all my clothes in. It. I did have a pair of non-jeans in there, and he said, "Well, go. You have to go in the bathroom and change, and I'll let you get on the plane." Yeah. So I leave, go in the bathroom, change into my slacks, come back. Walk back up to the guy, say, okay, you know, are you happy now? I've got on pants. Sure, he hands me another ticket. Well, now he's hands me a ticket and coach because he's given the first class ticket away to somebody else. Mm, that makes now, remember, sense. I'm completely in the wrong and a very close family member works for the airline, so i got to be on my best behavior here, right? <laughs> you so, think? so, and I'm getting, let's not forget, I'm getting a free plane ticket. But did 13-year-old Tommy handle this well? Was the next thing you asked was, do you know who I am? It wasn't, do you know who I am? But I opted to go with the very, very dumb play of forcefully grabbing the ticket out of the guy's hand. So I just reached up and just grabbed it, like snatched it out of his hand and said, thanks for nothing and walked down and got on the plane and just just stormed off, right? I'm gone. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I, again, 13 years old, I'm pissed off. I would, I was supposed to be in first class. This guy basically holds me accountable for a rule that I don't think was widely enforced. Well, does this guy let it go? No, you've triggered him. Or clearly. does he delay the whole flight and come oh, on the plane no. to confront me while I'm on the plane? Wow. Wow. And this guy wasn't like a... He wasn't on the actual flight. No, this is back in the day when the flight attendant didn't have to take the ticket. So this guy worked at the gate. So he was the gate agent. So he Uh-oh. he was staying at the airport. He was not going to be on the flight. Is that Pitbull? That is Pitbull. Which which Marley brother is that? Uh, or <laughs> over on the left? Is that Rohan? <laughs> I have no idea. No. But this guy follows or doesn't follow me. But I take my seat. And then I, I, I kind of notice somebody standing next to me. I look up, and here he is on the plane. He reaches down and tells me that I'm down to my last strike and that he has every right to take me off this plane and keep me at the airport. But because I'm a kid and he doesn't want me to get stuck at the airport, he's going to let me go, but to, that, that he wanted to let me know that if I ever act like that in an airport again, I'm going to be in real big trouble. Wow. Okay. I. I'm not even going to guess what your response was. No, I think at that point I was pretty much terrified. I oh, okay. said, I'm very sorry. Yes, sir. No, sir. And uh, and then had to, when I reached my destination, had to share the uh, the story with the uh, family member that worked for the said mm-hmm. airline. And needless to say, they were not too, yeah. too thrilled with the uh, behavior of young Tommy 2.0 on the airplane that night. Wow. So I have a airplane story from my youth i was probably 14 or 15 i didn't have the quite the connections of tommy but i was uh flying on a on standby i don't remember if i changed flights or got delayed or something so they let me on the they let me on the plane but it was like you know last minute there's open seats okay we'll put you on so they I don't the rest of your family was going to France? <laughs> no, it wasn't that. I was by myself. And they just said, all right, you know, you, you're good. Just take any seat that's open. And you thought you saw your dad in first class, but it was actually a guy that had a similar jacket? Not everything comes back to Home Alone too. Goodness. So um, I get on the plane, you know, go back, you know, whatever, few rows into coach, empty seat. So I sit down. I'm, you know, settling in. And then all of a sudden, I hear, you're in my seat. And I look up. This is 100% true. I'm staring at Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> oh, no. Did he have the snake with him? He was wearing, he had a snakeskin bag. I do remember that. Was Damien in the bag? I don't think. I think this was after Earthquake squished Damien. <laughs> so you were you stole Jake the Snake's seat. I did. And what's funny about it was, you know, he... Obviously, I was like, okay, because he actually had a ticket with that seat on there. Yeah. So I just got up and moved. But I was, you know, he'd been out of 
mainstream wrestling for a while, but when I was a kid, I loved Jake the Snake. I was like, man, I need to, I need to go talk to him. So I go, you know, a few rows back. As soon as he sits down, he goes to sleep. Like, I mean, I'm sure the dude was meted up. Can you imagine how many Oxycontins he had in his system yeah. at that point? And then, like, six months later, I watched the wonderful documentary Beyond the Mat. Have you ever seen that, Glenn? I've heard of it, but I, I have not seen Is it. Is that the one that just shows him on just the hardest of times? Oh, my gosh. And I watched it, and it was just, like, the saddest story. Like, it makes the movie The Wrestler look like a happy story. <laughs> like, oh, no. It's, like, the saddest thing in the world. I was like, man, now I feel even worse. Like, it may have actually been meaningful to like tell him i actually cared about him when i was a kid so so you but you but you spent the whole flight parked next to him he just or sitting next to him he just fell asleep he just slept the whole time. no i moved back okay like, i moved okay. back like six rows oh, okay but you man you missed your chance yeah but you think he was a guy that got beaten down a lot by kids in public though oh my man. gosh they probably the next question do you have the snake yeah with you? <laughs> you, think, you think he's heard that question a few times do you think in that documentary did they go into his house and there was just piles and piles of trash and all this he all these keepsakes and they start clearing it out and there were just dead snakes buried (laughs) underneath everything he did uh he did get i don't know if he's arrested or fined for animal cruelty because one of the snakes he just left in his garage and it died man didn't he have some weird sexual stuff too yeah in that documentary you get to hear about his days when he was running in the the big time, and actually had girls that would go back to the hotel with them. <laughs> there was some weird stuff. Okay, just had to, say, leading up to that, it had to sounds, amp things, amp things up, yeah, and amp things pretty, up, and amp things up. Wow, it's kind of like kind of like all of our lives, I suppose. He had some sort of aquarium and a bag of lemons. <laughs> <laughs> he always had to stop by a Whole Foods on the way back to the hotel to get those organic lemons. Goodness. And to borrow the junkyard dog's chain. <laughs> I'll give it back to you in the morning. It's just, just I'm distanced from that. Oh. So you got some emails or something for us, Glenn? Or is that going to be too much trouble for you? Between <laughs> between your French fries and WrestleMania. <laughs> it's a lot to it's a lot to juggle here. But we do have some emails. So let's get to those. And they're very topical. All right. <laughs> Is it like, what do you do when you're really distracted? <laughs> How do you pretend like you're paying attention? How many French fries do you should you eat during a podcast? Uh, the first email is from Gustav, and it is entitled "Left-handed Lovers." <laughs> so he says, much like Glenn, I have a former lover who, at some point after me, chose to exclusive exclusively seek the company of other women. In college, she showed no sign of being left-handed. Which, this is Gustav's code for the love that should not be named. <laughs> so keep in mind, the fact that I'm reading this is not an endorsement. All right. <laughs> if she had, I would have probably tried to work that angle to my advantage. Years after we had split up, get ready to this, this next sentence here. I ran into a guy from where we worked who, who had who had now, much to my surprise, dedicated his life to the Lord and become a youth minister. And I think I know the backstory of this. This was also in a Walmart parking lot, if I recall. Um, he immediately said, hey, your ex is now a full-on left-hander. <laughs> Apparently that's what, how they refer to it up in the, up in the country. She has been in a committed relationship with a much older woman for the last 14 years or so. And he asks, am I to blame? Is Gustav to blame? Not not me. I was like, I was trying to figure out where you figured into this. I mean, I'm willing to consider all possibilities. Do you think it was Gustav's fault? Most likely. 90% chance. I'm pretty sure that the lesbian triplets are your fault, so I think I'm going to have to be consistent and say, yeah, it probably was his fault. Yeah. Is that common in the 903? That's got to be rare, right? Man, I I don't know. I don't know if the percentages are any further off out there. I mean, it seems like things are more tricked up out there, <laughs> to be honest. We've been to the dirt track before. Oh we, boy, we've have seen we. some things. Yeah. So yeah, it's probably his fault. 
I, I was more going with just the committed relationship than <laughs> prayer out there. People with like fourteen year adult life expectancies. Yeah. Sorry, so, I admit, sorry, I missed that obvious. So, are there any triplets involved in this, or do we not know that there are no triplets? Okay. All right. Uh, and then Gustav sent us another one after I had uh, tweeted out we were gonna be doing this during WrestleMania. So he sent us a wrestling related email. Awesome. So it says, as you may have heard, one of my one of my co-hosts owns a world-class championship wrestling t-shirt, which is one of his favorite possessions. But I, too, was a major wrestling geek in the 80s. I even bought wrestling magazines when I went to town just to keep up with the standings and promotions on the other side of the country. Wow. While I love the WCCW, I would be ecstatic when atmospheric conditions would be right and you could pick up static-filled bouts from places far away from North Texas. That's only if you have, like, the rabbit ears. UHF? Yes. He asks us, did you ever get to watch any other promotions other than WCCW or the big three at the time, AWA, NWA, or WWF? For a while, Channel 11 showed Memphis wrestling on Saturday afternoons with guys like Jerry the King Lawler, the Rock and Roll Express, pre-million dollar Ted DiBiase, and the Junkyard Dog. <laughs> JYD. Lastly, just wanted to thank us for what we've done to our bodies. He says it's still real, it's still real to me, damn it. And then he, a, a P.S. before we respond. He says, nice work on the year in review. That was a lot of work. It was for, for Tommy. And it was, was for it me. It was a lot of work for two of the three members of the show. What'd you do, Dave? I I did nothing. So you offered nothing. Yeah, pretty much. So you're like the most consistent three <laughs> 300 hitter that we've got. So in 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 Point Break Dave's going to have to help me because Point Break Dave and I have known each other for a very long time. We went to some local promotions here probably in the what would time frame that be the mid 90s? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean and this is like bare bones like we actually knew a guy that was By the way, this is pretty cool involved as the ring right announcer as uh as bray wyatt makes his way out for the world championship bow and is this the season preview to game of thrones is watching? <laughs> no oh and this is going to be a topic for another episode because we're not going to get into that this this late but point break dave and i had our own wrestling federation we did indeed <laughs> Is this backyard wrestling? This was the ECWF. And, and it was at least at the caliber of any local... Pro- I would put it on the caliber of any local promotion around the time at this stage. I will say when Tommy and I went to some of these local events, there is no doubt we could have gotten the ring and main evented the card and been better than yeah. what they and had. And our storyline story and Mike skills, far superior. Absolutely. But we, we had probably another group of five or six friends that we put on a pretty legit wrestling promotion for about a year. To, to the point where we had one of our friends that moved away went win the title before he left. <laughs> then the title was vacated. And the only way to settle a vacated title was... Like for a Royal point, Rumble? No, for oh. Point Break Dave... And Tommy to square off in a ladder match where the title was hanging from a phone wire that ran over the backyard and you had to climb the ladder and get it. And there is DVD evidence of every single one of these matches and a best of DVD that was put together years later. Do you have any injuries of any kind? Anybody get hurt? We may have um, actually in the ladder match... Of course, of course, the ladder will get knocked over at some point while someone's on it. Falls over, scratches about a foot-long scratch into the side of, uh, of my parents' house. So afterwards, we think, hey, they're not around. We'll just paint over this and oh, it'll be no problem. So plan. we go looking through the garage, find a bucket of paint. Looks about right. <laughs> and when it was wet, it looked about right. <laughs> When it dried, it was about 16 shades off. And because we thought it would match, like we weren't 
like just going over the crack. We were just painting oh, everywhere. No. <laughs> yeah, that was a miscalculation. But wow. yeah, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit more uh, in depth one day about the old ECWF. But that's a great question. Wow. Great question. Um, I remember as a kid. I guess it was probably on Channel Eleven before Channel Eleven became like it was more like a UHF type station back in the day. Right. Um, and they used to show. I remember watching wrestling during the day sometimes, but I don't think that was Memphis. Uh, I think it was more local, but they showed it during the day. And then I seeing the Von Ericks go against the Freebirds yeah. on Saturday nights, where I think they would they would air it from ten to eleven or eleven to twelve, whatever. When it got to the point, there was no carryover, so almost every week, like the last bout of the night, they would have to they'd have to go to whatever they were going to next and cut it off. But I guess that maybe that was to encourage people to actually go in person, which I did some at the uh, Will Rogers Coliseum back in the back in the eighties. Wow! And saw some See, live I, wrestling there. I never got a chance to do that or the Sportatorium or any of that. Any of that would would have loved to. It was it was uh, it was fun. I've been to a lot of had went to a lot of mainstream wrestling, but never never to anything other than the really really local uh, promotions around the. Uh, Waxahachie area, I believe. Nice. So I, I hesitate to ask this, but who's this guy with the big snake? <laughs> <laughs> That's Randy Orton. Randy Greg Orton. Ellis. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I've heard of that name, but I didn't. He used to play backup quarterback for the Cowboys, right? <laughs> you're you're a little, little bit off. <laughs> just just slightly. <laughs> okay. So what else we got? Oh, other the... emails. Yeah. Okay. Grab phone number two. Solid phone number two. It's a good solid number two. Next email. A first-time emailer, one Robert Williams. Fake name. And he says, greetings, Tier 3 podcasters. That's a good uh, I'm on board with that. I'm, I feel like that might be a little high, but... How many, how many tiers are there? <laughs> two. <laughs> he says he wants to present, present us with a retro Mary one... F1 kill one. Excellent. And your choices are the fabulous Moolah. All right. Okay. Bertha Fay. All right. Okay. And China. (laughs) So choose wisely. Choose wisely the ghost of the dead one. (laughs) Two of these are still alive. I think the fabulous Moolah is still alive. Yeah. I mean, she's like a hundred if she's still alive, but I mean, she was, she was old back when we were watching wrestling. Yeah. He didn't put Mae Young in there. No, the fabulous Moolah, which that sounds familiar, but I can't picture how fabulous her Moolah uh, was. Let me, let me, let me work on a Google image for you you real fast. You look fabulous Moolah. Who was the other one? Bertha Faye. Bertha Faye. All right. And China. (laughs) Then he wants to wish us a happy opening day as well. Well, That's, I'll be very happy. Dave. I'll be very happy in my suite. There's the fabulous moolah. Okay. Yeah, and there, I'm. I mean, there, there's Bertha Bay. Okay, man. Rob, oh, and, this and is by the way, the toughest decisions I've ever had to make. Big, big the, news: fabulous moolah dead, 2007. <laughs> oh, oh no, man. So tough deal there. Okay. Uh, um, let me see. Let me see. Uh, let me get another look at uh, Bertha. The uh, boy. See the the problem with China is you may be violating the four walls. <laughs> Two balls. <laughs> you know what? Um, even though I guess she'll just be double dead, I'm gonna have to kill the fabulous Moolah. <laughs> I think you gotta marry China because then you still have a lot of years of singleness after she dies. <laughs> I don't know if that's how this works. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the uh, the scriptwriters had it right, and you just want to spend one night in China. <laughs> I think uh, I think I'm leaning that way because Bertha Fay looks like. She's never missed a meal, so she could probably cook a meal too. Yeah, that's true. So I'm I'm gonna marry that. Yeah, I think I'm gonna marry Bertha. I'm definitely killing Moolah. And uh, yeah, spend one night in China. I think we're all. I think su- we're there. I think we're, we're there. all successfully docked on this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Thanks, Rob. Uh, last email. 
And it's a lengthy one. It comes from Joey. All right. Joey's had some good content before, despite the his proclivities. Yeah, I don't. I'm scanning here. I don't see the word duck anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he says, "What is?" And you guys can probably better answer this since you used to have your own wrestling federation. <laughs> Technically, still do. Oh, just okay. has been inactive for about 25 years. <laughs> All right. So he says, "What is your best original wrestling gimmick?" Mine is Jason Wells, a frustrated suburbanite. <laughs> Jason Wells is a heel. He has a job in finance that no one understands or cares about. He comes to the ring in khakis, a golf shirt, and a Bluetooth headset that wraps around his neck. He has a muscular frame, but also is soft in the gut. He was an athlete in high school. He has dad bod. Yeah. Lots of outbursts on the mic. He's always really frustrated about his wife making him pick up dinner, even though he is the one working all the time. He's always mad about the fans having their kids out on a school night. He gives unsolicited workout advice and market advice to announcers and you should see his yard he hangs around female wrestlers in a nice guy way just a little too long that's a pretty good gimmick i'm worried i'm i said i i think i'd turn wrestlemania off right now and watch one of his matches that's that's pretty solid. I, I like the fact that he gives unsolicited <laughs> workout and market and market advice. advice. Probably while he's tapping on his Bluetooth. I think one of the one of the greatest creations that uh, that it, 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 this is a co op creation. I can't take full uh, credit for this. Was a was a wrestler that was known as the Interferer. This was good. And his whole Sounds like a Tom Green character. <laughs> his whole bit was that he would just come out and randomly interfere in matches, but he never would actually get in a feud with anyone or participate in the wrestling federation. He would just randomly interfere in matches uh, at different times. I always thought and if I ever if I ever get kicked out of my seat on the plane by Vince McMahon, who I'm sure has a private plane, so that probably won't happen, my idea was gonna pitch him the idea of having a wrestler whose uh, gimmick is he's a detective. <laughs> but he's like, it's real comedic, but whenever like there's the classic, you know, if some guy gets attacked backstage, he always runs in and is trying to solve like who did it. He's got the Sherlock Holmes yeah. hat on. But like, that's it. It's just that and the Triple H Speedo. But then, like, you know, the guy's obviously been feuding with a guy for three months and everyone knows who attacks him, but he's making some wild conjecture that it's some, like, woman escort. <laughs> you know, something else we did in the ECWF that I don't think, to, to my knowledge, has never been done in real real wrestling is, is you know, occasionally, especially back in the 90s, they, they might introduce a mystery wrestler that would wear a mask. And yeah. he would come out and he would wrestle under the mask for, you know, yeah. three or four months. And then he'd be revealed who he was. We had a referee that wrestled, that officiated wearing a mask. And it was never really explained why he would wear a mask <laughs> or that he didn't want anybody to know his referee identity. That was a good bit. But we did have the masked referee, the inexplicable that's, masked referee. It doesn't make any sense, but that's what makes it genius. <laughs> yeah. That, no, we, we, had a lot of, we had a lot of non-sequiturs like that. I think I would just be... Gravity Man, and I would just open up every main event by falling from the rafters to the floor. Oh All man, right, he rest not a whole lot of depth. <laughs> the Hart family just tuned out. <laughs> we just definitely lost. Well, I don't think any of them are still alive. Thanks. No, I don't. Uh, oh, there's no way Stu's still there. hanging in there, is he? No. Rei's fresh out of sleeping bags. <laughs> Um, I think the last thing I had was uh, Edgefest was in town yesterday. Before we move to Edgefest, I want to I want to unveil one quick thing that I have for Tommy. Okay, go ahead. I have a, I have a little gift for Tommy. Wow, I was going to say he has a gift. He has a live box footage. He Dave is opening a box. All right, there's a T-shirt in the box. Uh oh. Tommy's gonna unveil I have a feeling this what this here. is. Wow. <laughs> we have a Dylan Panthers Tim Riggins t shirt. All right, I'm putting this on to wear at home tonight because I am getting laid. Man, I'll tell you what. You'll be posting it. Right, shirt's coming off. Uh oh, shirt is coming shirt off. Is coming wow, off. look at this. 
shirt's coming up. Man, it's like WrestleMania is in the room right now. Man, you're going to be posting a sonogram with three fetuses on it <laughs> within it's within 90 on. days. And my new favorite shirt is <laughs> wow. now on. What a gift. There you go, bud. Point Break Dave never ceases to amaze Man. with his generosity. Oh, and I will say I finished season four. I don't know if we have time for a whole Friday Night Lights. Let's do like 25 seconds. 25 seconds of Friday Night Lights. West Dillon beat East Dillon in a shocker. They applied the shocker. They administered the shocker. The season five started. Uh, Tammy Taylor's been fired as the principal of Dillon and now is working at poor Dillon with her husband. Doesn't she have some random student she's trying to counsel that has a yes, stupid name? Yes, and I have not heard. The student's name is Epic. Yeah. And I am not a fan of this storyline. No. But uh, boy, that uh, that girl will smoke anywhere. Bathroom, um, school grounds, she's not afraid. I think the actress that played that student played was on Breaking Bad, too. I think, I think you're she right. was Jesse's right. girlfriend that got popped in the back I, of the head. I think I think you're exactly right. Yeah. Wow, that's a good, because I, I, now that you say that, it all becomes clear. Her character on Friday Night Lights is completely pointless. Well, this is the final season. Um, Dylan, West Dylan's 2-0. and I'm three or four episodes in. High expectations. I fully expect them to win the state championship in the last season. Well, we'll see. And, we've, and the other big development is Vince... His father just got out of jail and is turned up. Yep. And I can already tell he's going to be an annoying character. Yeah. A very annoying character. And Vince is getting recruited by everybody. LSU, Alabama. All the made-up schools. TMU. Yeah. TMU, ITT Tech State. Yeah. (laughs) WCCW. (laughs) ECWF. (laughs) ECWF. The Masked Referee. Man, I'm so happy about my shirt. I don't even. I don't even want to continue the show. I was just going to mention. Uh, I'm. I'm. I've never been happier in all my life than I am right now wearing my Tim Riggins shirt. Edge Fest was in town yesterday. N- none of us went. That's not where this is going. But I know uh, 311 was on the bill, and our buddy Chad is a huge 311 fan. He's seen him 20 plus times. What I was hoping for is maybe we could get a review of said concert because I'm sure he was there. Yeah, of course. So. I don't know if you saw the... Did you see what the lineup? No. It was basically like flashing back to 1999. Oh, no. So they, the Edge Fest has fallen on hard times? It was... Third Eye Blind? Uh, no. I can't believe you were Was there. Chevelle there? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, just take a few... Just three or four other guesses. Third Eye? No. Sugar uh, Ray? No. Semisonic? No. Uh, Beastie C- Boy? Oh, whoa. whoa. <laughs> Stay hard, MCA. Man. <laughs> Um, Vertical Horizon. <laughs> Oleander was not there either. Chumbawamba. <laughs> Blink-182. Okay. All right. They're still making music. Though. Panic at the Disco. The Offspring. Oh, oh, no. 311. The Kids Aren't All Right. The Toadies. I, that was going to be my yeah. next guess. The Nixons. Oh, my gosh. How are the Nixons still a band? I had their they CD. They actually haven't been together in years and i think they're like from oklahoma if i remember money grab yeah i think it was there's a festival in dallas and somebody had shown some interest and they were like yeah we'll get together and they probably paid them and talked did they rehearse did they rehearse before they went out there they only have one song right they just played sister (laughs) that's a good song man sent me to barnes and noble to buy it one day yeah i see these at barnes and noble (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's like going to the bathroom at Target. It's a different time, gentlemen. Yeah, different time. So, but our buddy Chad. So, did he have a review? He did not, and I was going to seek him out. Chad, please email us because as I tried to find your Twitter, it could no longer be found. (laughs) I got the HTTP four hundred four server error. So he's joined the likes of Jeff Floyd as People Glenn has run off of Twitter. I not just run away from the podcast. I've like run him off the internet. Now are you willing to are you willing to take credit for running him off Twitter? Because I know there's a backstory here. I don't know if you're comfortable going public with it, but I think that's you pretty more, much you pretty much probably ended his marriage. If you want to know the backstory, you have to come see me somewhere. <laughs> Because we're going to catch have, you outside. We would have to talk offline about that. I'm not going to throw that out here on this uh, this broadcast. Why are there roaches in the ring? Yeah, Bray Wyatt's a weird dude. He's from Louisiana. You just got to 
Um, All the more reason yeah. Yeah, not sure. to go next year. Yeah, be sure to go. Do you think it was like a Mike Bassick incident? As to why he's off Twitter Like, that now? just seems weird to just, like, delete a ca- an account oh, out of nowhere. I know like, why. Go back and read Glenn's timeline. You'll figure out exactly why he's not on Twitter anymore. I didn't say anything. Let's just put it this way. Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> How could you put it this way and not just say what it is? <laughs> Glenn needs to be talked to offline, but he pretty much. Oh, wow. Did we just have a, a change in the title? Yeah. Spoiler alert. If you're listed one week later. We have a new world champion. Ah, uh, yes. Kyle Orton. <laughs> Randy Orton. Nice. That's a good move right there. I like that. Oh, you can pin somebody down with your back on top of them? Yeah. It's a, it just looks like a, everything looks like a Stone Cold Stunner to me, but... Yeah. That, well, was, I know. that was an RKO. It's a little different. You can only reinvent the wheel so many times. <laughs> so, Chad, Chad, email us. We need proof of life. And if you want to come on the show and talk about why you deleted your account, we will extend you the forum. I guarantee the email we get is going to be from a chad and insert name at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs>